Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Cock! A camel Season 9, episode 4 of Fighting Cock Podcast. I'm joined by Flamey's Filth. Hello. And we've got Big John Bass. What up? Um, <laughs> uh, let's start with a fact. Alright, BBC Sport. They reported Manchester City have conceded 8 goals in their last 15 home matches. 5 of those goals against Tottenham Hotspur. That's what we need to focus on here. Yeah. Is that Spurs are the only team, I think, in the last 16 to stop them from winning the game. Yeah. And it may be that we didn't deserve that. Certainly on Saturday, we absolutely didn't deserve anything from that game. But the facts are what they are. And you exactly. can't deny the truth and it's evident. Got to finish your chances at that level. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't finish your chances, you don't win games. Exactly. And uh, we, we did finish our chances. Um, we, had, we had two. Yeah. And, and they're both. Would you count the cane? Yeah, I'm going to count that one. Because <laughs> the computer's counted it so that we have to. Yeah, that's all right, Um Yeah, so, so like, t- talk me through your experience of watching that game 
John? Like, how did you, you know, how was your process, what you were seeing? Well, I'm like ever the optimist. So when I'm like seeing the stats popping up, going like 10 attempts to one, and I'm looking at the score and it's like one all, I'm sort of thinking, well, we're just clinical. That, that's the positive to take out of this. We're doing fine. And then when we're kind of like under pressure and it's constantly like them on the edge of my box, I'm kind of thinking, well... On the edge of your box. On the edge of your box. That's what it felt like. <laughs> um, it, it kind of felt like, okay, well, this, there's obviously some like method to this madness. We've tried like pressing them and that doesn't always work. And this time we're trying sitting deep and just hit them on the counter. To be fair to them, I think we didn't want to sit deep and we tried to play it out, but they were so good <laughs> yeah. that it was almost impossible. Um, but you, what you mentioned there about you kind of being on the edge of your box, it did feel like there was kind of Lex, Lexington Steel mm. had his rod up against your arsehole and at any moment that he chose, yeah. he would just penetrate you. Yeah. And there's not much you could do about it. And that's what it felt like watching. It was pretty painful. If that was a boxing match, I'd probably be called off after an hour. <laughs> yeah. We were just, yeah. just getting pounded. And people say, why oh, can't we boot the ball out? I'm like, well, we're missing the tongue and missing Delhi and missing Son and... What, what can you do? You got you got a, a, a midfield Dumbele who, under the circumstances, thought he had a decent game. Yeah, uh, got an assist for Lamella. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, Sissoko, who's been Sissoko, been a bit Sissoko again. But it's one of those games where yeah. you can't blame it all on him. It's just a really, really tough game. I mean, I put on this um, map in in the WhatsApp group yesterday. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this map? Yes. You knew full what the map was. We were pinned in our half. Average position. Right. The furthest person for is Kane is in the centre circle. I, I, I can't profess <laughs> to have tried to understand the, the, the tactical map that you posted. And so you got quite animated yeah. with the fact that me and Ricky didn't really understand what no, we were Do you know what happened? I, knew, I did that I didn't. If one didn't look at it, I called two just thought, I'm not looking at it. Like, I'm bothered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was more about it. Because what they did, they colour-coded who had the most, which players had the highest XG and all that stuff. But... It showed the average position, and right. we were pinned. Yeah, we were pinned. The, the XG was uh, free, <laughs> expected goals for Man City, yeah. and 0.22 for, for Tottenham Hotspur. 0.22. Love it. And what happens? Sometimes you've got to overachieve. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, like, stats on everything. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Like, 30, 30 attempts to three <laughs> look, looks bad. <laughs> the only, but granted, but the only stat that matters is 2 all. Yes. Well, the previous game... The previous game, it was a similar stat line against Aston Villa. And they said, mm. we got out of jail. Mm. Yeah. And then on Saturday, they're not saying, you know, yeah. not it the other way around. I think what it is, is because the expectation around Tottenham from outside is much higher than the reality of when a team like Man City, with the depth that they have, with the money that they have, with the coaching and background stuff that they have there, they're always going to be have more control over the ball like, I, 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 expect, I expected us to perform better than we did like yeah. like the performance wise I thought that we would cause them more problems than we did we really didn't cause them any problems like on another game we wouldn't have scored those two goals um, but by the same token that when, when we when certainly the Lamella goal they were so poor in that instance and and when we you get an opportunity no matter how kind of unlikely it is you have to make them pay and Lamella made them pay by doing one of the weirdest goals I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was so odd. He scored from 25 yards and yeah. it was a pass. <laughs> Just pass it to the corner. He's a player as, he's a, player as a shield. Yeah. It was, uh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I thought it got disallowed, like the, like the second goal, because there's just no noise. Yeah. It's like no one knew what, what was going on. It reminded me of the um, Kirikesh goal he scored against Fulham all those years ago. Because I was at the game and, and the ball enough. goes in. I think it was um, AVB's penultimate game. Right. And... Um, and Kruger scores a volley from like 30 yards 
inch off the ground all the way to the corner. <laughs> and we were like, what? How's that? I don't know quite as good as Mental. It was like one of those on, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, the, Vertonghen dropped again. Didn't yes. it? That's uh, starting to get a little bit worrying because I, I I was kind of playing it off last week as, you know, these things happen and, and Potter's got to kind of demonstrate him his authority over the squad no matter who it is. And I still admire that. But I really want them to make it up so that you can play against uh, Newcastle and Arsenal. Is that if that's what's happening? There's definitely something going on, right? I think there's, I think there's a fitness issue. You yeah. think? Yeah, I'm guessing that... Um, this hasn't been as sharp. He's thirty-two years old now, so you know, I guess there might be signs of decline. But then someone else pointed out. I don't know if it was on, on one of the groups here in or there's an article. And mm. um, Pep Guardiola managed um, Vincent Company towards the end of his time at, at uh, Man City. So coming into the season, he was, he was a lot fresher. So maybe that's what's happening with um, Jan Vertonghen. and maybe yeah. he's just making him fresher for the games that really matter. I mean, he's probably said the game against Man City matters, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I agree with that. I think it. They know so much now about like players being in the red zone and like being in peak physical condition. So I definitely think there's that. And also, I think if there is like any kind of contract issues, I remember the start of last season. Toby was in a similar position, yeah. and he was on the bench for the first couple of games, and it was Sanchez and Vertonghen. So may- maybe it's just a little bit of both. He's kind of using uh, fitness as a kind of an excuse to, to do that, and also just demonstrating a little bit of power. What do you think of uh, Sanchez's performance overall? Because he's playing on the left-hand side of defence rather than the right, and it's usually Alvaro that plays on the left. And again, like I was looking for the, the he, I was looking for him to. I noticed the things that he did poorly first because I've got this thing about him that he perhaps isn't good enough for Tottenham mm. but by and large I thought he yeah, had, a, had a very good game under really stressful circumstances I thought he was at, his position was poor for the Aguero goal and he, he got done very early on I can't remember who it was by might have been Bernardo Silva and, let, and, and you know better defenders than Sanchez have been done by him but those two kind of mistakes alone Besides, that he actually had a fairly decent game. Yeah, I mean, I think the Aguero goal was a comedy of errors. Harry Winks, Danny Rose, Sanchez, and mm. any one of those three you could you could blame. Um, it was a difficult game. I thought he did okay. It's one of those things where he'll just get better the more he plays. Um, I mean, no one really talked about him as our record signing. Obviously, not now. Yeah, previously. but he was for for a season or two, and he's grown into the side and. I feel that it makes you feel a bit calmer about Batonga not playing the improvement in his performances. Yeah, I, I thought he actually played played well, and I, th- I think the thing about like football now, we're like we're all of us, particularly as the way like Spurs have become better over the last few years, is we become like hypercritical of every single performance. And the th- and the thing is, when you're playing against City and they had like 30 attempts on goal, mm. that means that a defender's going to make a mistake during that game to allow space for them and they are the sort of players that can pull you out of position make you do stupid things that you wouldn't normally do under that kind of level of duress so I, I felt that he actually played well and I think he is better when he's like defending as opposed to when he's got time on the ball and he's asked to kind of come out of defence and make things happen mm. I thought he, I thought he did quite well actually um, City were, were a machine weren't they oh they, they, they were unbelievable and on, based on that performance against a quality side as we are it's hard to see past them looking like they're going to kind of steamroll this. Well, they... I know it's just one game, but it was such a convincing <laughs> and like powerful and all-consuming display that it's hard to sort of deny them anything. And well, so it should be enough. Yeah. Well, it's mental because they, they made three subs and they brought on Mares, Jesus. Jesus and David Silva. Yeah. Like... That's their three options off the bench, and like their starting was, lineups are absolutely ridiculous. I was, I was talking to my missus because my missus is like really getting into football now, and you know she kind of is, is getting her head around it. And I was talking to her about Man City, and she knows that they've got loads of money and got loads of good players. 
But I was just explaining to her about the fact that they're bringing David Silva off the bench and he has been in probably a top three performances overall throughout the complete duration of his career, the last 10 years in, in the Premier League. And for them to just take him off the bench like that. And at the end, I think Oliver Skip come on at the yep. end for us. <laughs> yeah. So that's the difference in parity. And we're a normal football club. They're not. They're, they are something else. Did, was there any questions, though, did you have that because of the way they played and, and it's such a fluid and impressive and, and um, exciting and fu- a way of, way of playing and, and full of movement that you, you kind of thought that why can't we replicate some of that it's difficult it's not work like that it's difficult because they've just got they've got better players in almost every position um, City might not have the transfer record for the Premier League but they've got the most expensive four backs yeah, you know they they spent fifty odd million on Cancelo, and he's like, well, at this point, he's second choice. Yeah, um, can you play that way? Because it's got you got to cut your cloth accordingly. City are one of the best teams this country have ever seen. Um, yeah, I think they might be the best side I've, I've seen in my life. Yeah, it's, it's ridic- and then um, I mean, there's there's lots of talk about them being funded by Allstate. I don't know if we're going to get to all that. Mm. But it's nice to watch, and they stopped Liverpool winning. So there, there is there is that. <laughs> it's like Chelsea when they, when Mourinho first came. I thought they were going to win the league forever, mm. and then they stopped Arsenal winning stuff. So I think the, the way the way that the way that they stop, the way City's progression stops is if Pep Guardiola somehow gets yeah. bored and goes on to do another job. This is his joint longest period at any club, fourth fourth season, and I'm just hoping that he'll just fuck off. Yeah, because prior to that, they were like one season on, one season off. Yeah. And it was kind of like, you've got that chance when they're on that one season off. Now it's like three years in a row, potentially. It's a little bit like, just fuck off and go somewhere else. Well, the, I mean, it'll be, be funny, but it isn't in the Champions League. Mm. I don't know, five, six years online, Vincent Company comes in halfway through a season <laughs> and wins the Champions League. A bit like Di Matteo mm. at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. You know, just jammy, the whole thing. Cole Walker-Peters, obviously the right-back situation, is one that's going to be intensely focused on throughout the season. And it's kind of like a gamble to see whether or not this kid can step up and, and, and maintain. I think that's the best we can expect. Is like maintain the level <coughs> and don't look out of your depth. And again, under high pressure, I thought he had uh, an acceptable game. Mm. I didn't think he was terrible. I thought he performed about as well as he could in difficult circumstances. Very difficult. Um, I mean, obviously the first goal, you could blame it on him. I think positionally, I mean, as a... Positionally, he's a bit suspect, but 1v1 doesn't get done a lot, you know, and um, you're playing against Ryan Sterling, who's probably one of the best players in the world, and I thought he handled himself well, and as I said on the previous pod, I hope this game doesn't define his season or his time at Spurs. And I don't think he would. And yeah, I hope not. I mean, Foyt will be back in um, after the international break, and I hope that KWP continues to play. Well, that, that, that ball in, and I know you got some criticism about his position for that ball in for Sterling's header, but it was... An incredible ball. It De Bruyne was, was incredible. Okay. Yeah, he was ridiculous. Yeah, and and, and uh, as soon as it was whipped in, almost impossible to defend against. Like he would have had to be man to man with Sterling to avoid, and they're, they're comparable in their height. So it would have to be man to man, and even then, it's almost like a fifty-fifty about who's going to get their, their nut on that ball. But because of Sterling's movement and the the, the, the quality of the ball, it's, it's hard to criticise anyone for that. Yeah, for sure. I, I thought he, I thought he played really well. And the thing is, exactly like T said, it's, it's not you shouldn't really judge these players on uh, games like City as long as they don't completely crumble to the point where it does define their career. And it's like, well, they can never play for us again, mm. which he didn't do that. So now it is going to be a test over the kind of next four or five games that hopefully he does play. 
actually what his real level is. Because my issue with him has been like he gets one game and then doesn't play for ten. Yeah. So now we're getting an actual opportunity to see what he's like. So Lucas Moore has been directly involved in five goals. So that's five, four goals and one assist in his last five games in all competitions. And that's as many as he managed in his previous 24 goals. And one assist in, in his last five is as good as anyone outside of Man City. Yeah. Um, so there is an argument about whether or not he should be starting games. Yeah, we had a raft of questions about it. but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the Champions League final is probably the most obvious one where he didn't start. I don't think it would have made a difference if he had started in that game, no. personally. But I like him. I like having him around. He's a useful player to have. He doesn't. His head doesn't drop. He d- didn't kick off over the Champions League final snub. I don't think he starts when everyone is fit, but he keeps people on their toes because he came off the bench and scored, and I suspect he'll get a few more important goals this season, so Son and Delhi can't rest on their laurels at all. Well, and as someone who steps up and, like you say, scores important goals, he, he never shies away. And you think, actually, the... Of the goals he scored in the last year or so, you know, you talk about Man United away, he scored two there. He scored three, obviously, against Ajax. He scored um, he scored three against Huddersfield at the end of the season. Yep. But he's, he's popping up against quality opposition. And he doesn't shirk, he doesn't shy away. And while his goals and assists are important, I think his willingness to carry and run with the ball are as valuable, especially in games like that. Because when he came on, we did... When when he got the ball, certainly he started to spring out a little bit. It wasn't successful the vast majority of the time, but it was it was it was evident, and the game changed somewhat when he did come on. But what I was thinking about him is that while it's clear that he has massive value to the squad, and perhaps he doesn't start because he isn't as well rounded as as the others. Ten years ago, he would have been our star player. Yes, and right now he's just—he's not just—he's an important part of a of a very talented squad. He's probably Ginola, in terms, mm. of, in terms of ability level. Yeah, you know something more like this there because Ginola was Player of the Year. But yeah, if but you put Ginola in our team now, he wouldn't start over Son. No, he wouldn't. Mm. Absolutely not. You're right. Uh, so you know, it doesn't don't worry about him starting because we've got quality across the midfield now. But know that when he plays, he he will have a positive impact. This is what and we he wanted. Will... This is what we wanted. We wanted players like that to feel hard done by by not playing. This is a sign of how far we've come. He will start games. Anything to add, John? Yeah, well, just basically kind of what you boys have said, which is like beforehand when I was talking about City having those players come off the bench. We're now in a position where we've we've suddenly got competition for places, yeah. and it's not just like well they play in the same position, so if we need them off the bench, it's actually like a question of who's going to start now, and that's got to be a positive, right? George Kane on Facebook, he says, do you want to hate Sterling but actually really love him? I want you to answer this first. Me? Yes. I uh, <laughs> I just think he's a bit uppity. I'm joking. I, I, <laughs> I, I, um, I think he's an incredible forward and one of the best in the league. And I don't have actually any, any ill feeling towards him at all. I don't feel anything, really. It I doesn't conjure anything in me. I appreciate the, the journey he's been on and yeah. all the tabloid stuff. But really, I don't, I don't feel anything other than I can admire how good he is at football. Uh, I really like him. Uh, I think as a bloke, he's a really, really decent person. And I really like the fact that he is pushing the envelope with kind of racism in football and mm-hmm. what, he's, what he's trying to kind of spread awareness of that. And he's using his position 
to kind of push that conversation forward, which I think is really important. But as a footballer, like he is exactly like T, T said, he's actually genuinely one of the best players in the world, and he's English. Yeah. Like I think we should be like kind of proud of that. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't play for us in Liverpool, so that's that's yeah. always good. And he left Liverpool as well. Exactly. Great. Even, I hate him. Yeah. Mm. So that's kind of like put him up a couple of points as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's one of them. It's obviously when he plays against us, like you know, I want him to get snapped. Yeah. But um, aside from that, I really like the guy. Yeah. I, I love him. A ridiculous and I don't know if you saw his tweet <laughs> on Saturday after. No, what did he I say? think he's talked about, oh, you know, every time I see the VAR crowd, there's something about, it's a gif yeah. saying, you know, about VAR. Yeah, yeah. And then one of the fans says, oh, you know, hard luck. Oh, don't worry, man, we'll get you next time. Just, just, oh, oh, a Spurs fan said? Yeah, a Spurs fan said to him, you know, oh, hard like, fair play. Yeah. He says, yeah, look, you know, good luck for the rest of the season. Kind mm. of thing. Well, there you go. That's, isn't that a, a kind of testament to what kind of character he is? And uh, yeah, and, and what it is is beautiful is that as, as kind of tabloid opinion really controls the way people think about players, he's through just being honest and and open and not being massively reactive is managed to kind of turn full circle with with the help of other people jumping on board and realizing mm. how ridiculous it is yeah but he he's really done a great job in in doing that and you know like anything that fucking shits on the tabloids a little bit is good yeah. good by me 100% yeah um so you mentioned VAR then and we haven't actually talked about it's it yet it's the elephant in the room yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all right let let me let me let's let, let, when so let's go to about 86 minutes in the game right and and I'm guessing that your mindset was exactly the same as mine in that I was like oh, we've got to 86 minutes surely we'll hold on the same feeling I had in the Champions League semi-final yeah we can do this we can hold on but I'm acutely aware that this could go all wrong as as well so we got, they got this corner it came over it fell to Jesus he got it, and you're like, and I was screaming no because you know, as someone who watches football like we all do, and everyone listens to this, we knew that when it fell to him, there was a very, very high chance that that ball was going in the net just because he had so much room, and uh, yeah, and it did, and it did, and and and, and it, it wasn't even that painful because in a way, I expected it. Yeah. And then, uh, actually, where, was you? Was that a fair way to describe how you felt? Yeah, I just saw, I saw the big gap to Hugo's left. Mm. I thought that's the only place he could put it. That's exactly where he put it off. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. But in, in a way, you're kind of thinking, they, if you're not watching this from, with, with Spurs glasses on, they you know, they deserve the win. Yeah. So that made it even more beautiful. <laughs> when, when After about a minute, the, the ref, he didn't actually even... It, it was weird. He was, like, he was just holding his hand to his ear. He didn't even really gesture. And then it just came up on the screen. Oh, was after, that, after every goal, they do VAR. They check everything. Yeah. Right. And then it just got chalked off. And then you're like, <laughs> we have got out of jail fucking in a crazy way. I just way. laughed like a maniac. I yeah. didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I felt like that, that what was probably a minute, felt like about 25 minutes of the loving for like, oh, look at Guardiola and Aguero. I was yeah, hugging yeah. him to say sorry. That felt like ages. Yeah. And I was like, I was like shouting at the TV. And, going but, on. and Jesus's little kind of really, yeah. really smug celebration. Which wound me up, really wound me up. But in hindsight, how much better did that make it? <laughs> Everything. So you had the whole narrative around Aguero like having a, having a Barney with Guardiola, uh, and then them doing, oh, it's okay because we won and we'll make up. Oh, I'm really sorry. Mm. And then the minute it went in, uh, sorry, the minute it got chalked off, it's like fuck, like everything shit again. And and obviously the poetry of the fact that it happened. It's before. such a fucking leveler though. 
you could bring your sixty million pound players off the bench, mm. but if you're going to handball it in our area, son, yeah, mate, the, get the off. Stop punching the ball in the area, you mugs. <laughs> so, so like, if, just take if you can take the bias away from it. Yeah. What do you think about the the the, the, the decision to, to rule that goal off? If it had happened to Tottenham, what would you think? The rule, it's, it's the rules, man. I mean, I'd be gutted. <laughs> I'd be gutted. But it's the rules, isn't it? I, I, I know it's easy for me to say that now, but mm. it's the rules as per... I mean, Guardiola was protesting the Urante goal last season. And yeah. that would have been chalked off. Yeah. But... The, the handball, isn't it? It's, it's the rule he asked for. And um, yeah. the, everyone agreed to the rules. The managers, the players, all agreed to the rules. And um, if the goal had stood, or sort of handball, I'd be like... Oh, yeah, I'd be, like, I'd be a bit. I'd be like whatever. They'd have given the goal. Yes. So that's the irony of it all. Yeah. But if it, if I happen to get Spurs, I just have to sort of take it on the chin. It's just it's not going away. I know it's a bit defeatist. I mean, well, we'll, it's almost sitting on the fence. Almost. We'll talk. We'll talk about the VAR generally in a second. But yeah. like, where, where are you at? With it? I am still stuck in between. Like, I, I not, kind not of generally what you, about that goal specifically. About that goal specifically, it was fucking great. They got chalked off, and right. I loved every minute of it. And like I said, that that. It's like a roller coaster, like the the like the crank on the way up, where you're like shitting yourself, yeah. is amazing, and you're like, oh, this is like this is so horrible, like what am I doing? And then when you're like plummeting down, yeah. that that rush you get is just amazing. So it wouldn't be amazing without that like upward struggle. Mm. So that was what it was like when I was seeing like Guardiola and Aguero's loving and Jesus giving it absolute beans, and then when you just see the despair on their face when they realise not only have they not got like the win in this game, yeah. it's happened again and yeah. it's against us again. It's all identical. Well, and then our teams. fans like piping up for like VAR, my lord, and all this shit is fucking great. I wonder if they're going to celebrate their next goal. They're going to hold a huddle around the referee. Yeah, yeah. that'd be quite funny. They're like, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that, that would be a great idea, actually. Um, so, so there were some people online were saying that the, the handball should have definitely been given because it changed the flight of the ball. Yes, that, that it, it essentially allowed it to drop directly to Jesus, so where, where he, he's able to finish. And if it hadn't his hand, then we might have been able to clear. Like that makes sense to me, even though I I, don't, I really don't like VAR and I don't like what it's what it's doing to the game. So where are you at now? The rules are clear about well, sort of clear about what VAR is and how it's going to impact our game. I don't think that's VAR's fault. It's the rule changes every season. They change rules. Yeah, the VAR just ups, upholds it. True. That's you know, true. That's um, true. That's all it but is. But then I'd say these rules are in place because VAR is there and they can spot it. Partly, I suppose. I mean, as I said, Pep had a go at him about that rule, and he after Lorente. Yeah, and he got the rule change. Um, the body did an article today about VAR on the Fight and Cock website. They did, and you know, you got referees who are in the mid forties, not half as fit as the players. They can't keep up with the game, mm. so they need all the help they can get. Yeah. Um, the celebration of the goals is probably the biggest bugbear, and you know the Fight and Cock are split <laughs> over it. To be I fair, think all, everyone um, is there, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's some people who feel very strongly, and I think the, the, cool, the cooler elements of the fight <laughs> cock don't want it. <laughs> okay, that's fair to say. It's Queen with the Beatles all over again. <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, I think there is some elements of the game that will die. But then it's it, it, yeah, drama on the other side too, because the drama of the delay and them not and them like not able to celebrate anymore was just mm. as much fun. Yeah, I don't I think. So. I don't think it's going away, so I've just, got, I've just got to eat shit and deal with it. No, I saw an article in The Standard and they were talking about the fact that it would take 10 years for everybody to fully appreciate and understand what VAR is doing yeah. and for us to accept that this is just a part of how, how football is now. Mm. 
where are you at with it? John? Well, the thing, the thing is, is like from a kind of fan point of view, when you're in the ground, the, the best thing in football is when you score a goal and that feeling of celebrating Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And pretty much, I mean, there are the odd occasion when like you don't see the like linesman flag, or um, there have been like games where things have been so obviously like wrong and they've managed to turn it around with like fourth officials and stuff. But we're talking like a handful of times that's happened. Yeah. So when you're celebrating, you you are just releasing that joy, and it's just it's the best feeling ever. And I do feel that that is being tainted a little bit with yeah. with the introduction. But aside from that. It is, like T said, it's the rules at the moment that are the issue with VAR, not VAR, because it's just getting the letter of the law enforced. Yeah. And I think that's a positive thing, because we've all like seen goals that you've, we've been done for, and you're like, that's just not right. I just think that it's like, yeah, let's make the rules a little bit more lenient. Yeah, the rules just need to be more realistic in line with what everyone accepts. Like, like handball, the handball rules are ridiculous. Like, it should really be... Like if you're basically handballing it, put, hitting the ball with your hand. I don't agree not with that. It I, I think that the the handballs to Danny Rose, the the is it Artemendi, who or no report, his handball and Sissoko's ones. I think where the player has no option, has no kind of movement of his hand, and it's and 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 hasn't influenced the the play by changing the direction of his hand. Or his hands aren't above his head in a weird yeah. position, right? Then that I think that's really unfair. I mean, yeah. Danny Rose penalty against City was unfair, yeah. and I thought the obviously the Soko one was a joke in my opinion, yeah. and I thought the City one was a joke as well. So as long as someone is 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 moving in a natural way, i.e., Danny Rose when he tried to block that ball, as he moves, his hands are going to be out there. They're not like out, so he's trying to block it. It was just a natural way to to move and shape themselves as a defender. That should never be considered a penalty. But, you know, I think if someone benefits massively from a, a foul play or a or benefits from something that isn't based on skill, then, um, then yeah, it's a good thing that VAR is there. Because then you'd be able to more or less from the stands see that something like that has yeah. happened and suspect that this, this might be pulled back. There was no chance that the City fans would have ever seen it. No one saw it, apart no. from the, the, the guys who watched it back. Well, the referee saw it, though. The referee saw it. And, and then, 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 then he scores, should... and then he well, realises and talks the goal off. Well, referee, if referee sees it and talks the goal off within seconds, then it's not an issue. But what I do feel like... I, I think that when people talk about being denied that moment of celebration and people reserving that explosion of joy and ecstasy that then they get kind of dismissed as Luddites. I think that's really unfair. And, uh, you know, it's kind of what a body's at, isn't it? <laughs> I like the word he used. Yeah, like, it is that, though, isn't it? Like, gammons <laughs> love Luddites. Like, anyone, anyone who hates the AR also hates black people. It's kind of like, that's that's what I feel like I'm being lumped in with. When all I, all I want is if I... I score, want my game back. All I want is... All I want is if, if, if we score against Arsenal and it's a corner and there's lots going on in the box, when that ball goes in... As long as something massive hasn't happened, I can celebrate with full vigour. I, I, I would hate it if we, we scored against Arsenal and there's like a semi-muted celebration because we think there might be a case of the IR putting it back. That And if they can engineer the rules so that we can maintain the match day experience mm. and make sure that football's being run correctly, then that's the medium. I don't think they care about the fans in the ground no, anymore. No, of course they don't. Really and VAR is targeted towards a TV audience more, and I guess it adds a bit of drama. For the TV orders, but inside the ground, 
I mean, I'd, if I was a Man City fan, I'd be celebrating that goal of Gusto. And if we score yeah. against Arsenal in a couple of weeks, I'll still celebrate. I'll still celebrate Gusto. I mean, if, if they say ah, I'd be like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think that the VAR supports or helps bigger teams or, or smaller teams? No, I think it levels up the playing field. It does, doesn't it? Because there's going to be more opportunities for Yeah, them. because Man City would be winning in the league with handballs. Yeah. Like that. I mean, that's what used to happen in years gone by Man United, getting away with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, where are we at? Yeah, do you think that this will be a, a new uh, grudge match? Because there's a lot of ill feeling out of the game. And, and um, at, at half-time, I, I had a conversation with Kieran, a, a lad called Kieran who... Uh, went to the game and experienced some of the hostilities that happened after and you know we talked a little bit about that so that's what you'd be hearing at half time but do you think there is a kind of there is a rivalry growing between Tottenham and Man City yeah I think there will be I'd rather have a shit arrival well, <laughs> I think we're kind of I think even the you know more hard teams are being a bit you know well, uh, there's a word I'd ever use but I can't use the word but you know a bit softy you know what I mean like right. even Chelsea and West Ham aren't as you know yeah. Hardcore as it used to be. Um, I think it will be a bit of a grudge match, but in but um, I don't know what it'll be like off the pitch. Mm. I'm not sure. Mm. Well, the most important thing is that we went up there despite not deserving it, and we didn't lose. Yeah, there's two games that we could have lost. We we're in positions during that game we could have lost, and again showed the spirit to come back from one nil down. I don't, if we go one nil down in the game now, I generally don't have any fear that, it, that, that it's over. It would be absolutely lovely to go one nil up, two nil up, and just control the game. Instead of fucking, what was it, 37 times from losing positions at half-time, Spurs have gone on to win, but then to not lose against City was an, an amazing thing. It's nuts. That's but amazing, yeah. we've got away with the hardest, most difficult fixture, probably along with Liverpool, but I would say Etihad's a much harder place to go to now, certainly based on our, posi- our performances last year at Anfield. Um, we've got away without losing somehow, and that's massive. It could be a massive point. Yeah. yeah when definitely. the season's finished, that would be a huge Hopefully it doesn't deny Man City the league because if they don't win it then it means another team wins it. Imagine if we won it. Oh, man, <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, where's the VAR gammons now? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that. Yeah. Um, Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Son's, Son's back. It doesn't go straight to the team though. He'll be on the bench, right? Yeah. Why not? Just because I'd, I'd imagine LaCelso starts but it probably might start in midfield but it had a winks. What the LaCelso and Son on, man? Yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, surely Lucas Moura deserves a run out. <laughs> I think Newcastle is a bit of a free hit. I mean, they're not doing that well so far this season. Um, Got to be them. They're garbage. Just, just put put the new boys in. You know, I'd love to see it. Oh, and yeah, I mean, I think it's, this again. It goes into what we were talking about earlier, which is how nice is it to be like we can't really decide who's going to play because we've yes. got so many nice options. Yeah. So I'd be buzzing if Sun's starting, and I'll be buzzing if Lasalle starting. And the thing is, is more starting. Like, it's it's fine now, John. Like, it's fine because there aren't that many games being played. Yeah, there's an international break coming soon. Yes, you know, it, it isn't this period in the season where we need to utilize our squad. Hmm. But in October, <clears throat> September, October, and then around Christmas, we should. And our, and our actual, if you look at our fixture list and, uh, and what we should be beating, it's quite kind up to Christmas, mm. more or less. And to be able to utilise a squad to really have a fresh set of legs against every single team that we play against, it's going to be a great thing. Yeah, it's also a challenge though, because like Pochettino last year, basically a side kind of picked itself. Mm. Now it's like another test of like how he's going to rotate that and keep those players in form, because you, like, you can rotate players out of form 
And like, he needs to like really think about how he does that because certain players are better just getting a consistent run. Some players can just come in and perform. So it'd be really nice Interesting. if he doesn't play a diamond against Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> just just like let's be a little bit more expansive. Yeah, I get the diamonds kind of work for us, and it's been a kind of pragmatic success. But I think everyone associates with us kind of the diamond with kind of needs must plodding over the line and mm. managing every game. Whereas if he goes like four three three balls out against Newcastle. And we beat him by five or six. That yeah. that's that's a massive statement. I can yeah. agree with that. Yes, um, we've not beaten them in Tottenham for ages. Well, Newcastle. I just kind of thought about it. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. Yeah. We beat them at Wembley, but that doesn't count. But beat them in Tottenham. The last time we played was the we lost two one, didn't we? It was Alan Pardew. Is that? It might have been that or the. There's so many games they've lost against the Perez. Yeah. The Perez one. Well, actually, we were, oh yeah, they were relegated that last season. We was at the old stadium, innit? Yeah. And yeah. They, they smashed this fight. We've had a pretty bad record against Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. That, Perez, a, um, Lo- Remy. No, yeah, we played them twice the first two games of the season and beat them both times as well. Though, so yeah, that's a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if Pochettino with our squad, uh, kind of the money we've spent, transfer records being broken, can't find a way of beating a demoralised team run by Steve Bruce then he needs to leave yeah I agree <laughs> he should resign on Monday if we don't yeah. put VAR in charge for the end of the season <laughs> I think we'll be fine uh, yeah so I'm looking forward to the game I'm going I've got uh, I've got tickets and uh, there's been a few tickets flying around mm. my missus as I said earlier has got like really into football and uh, she's the first time in the new stadium Lovely. so are you going Bilbo? I'll be there boy You'll I'll be, be there it's, yeah, it's Ben Conley Sunday though isn't it Mm. Is it Bank oh. Holiday weekend? Oh, yeah. shit. So is, is the, the next weekend, is that the Bank Holiday, August Bank Holiday? Yes. Fuck, I thought it was the, the week after. It was no. my birthday weekend. No. All right, because fine. Because September the 1st is a Sunday. Yeah. All right, good. Um, so, yeah, so we, you're out? Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, and we're um, we going to meet the 30%. Yeah, yeah. I can show I can show my missus that I'm like like, like cool. a, a big deal. You mean you mean you mean uh, fucking got fanboys? Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> now you're seeing the real tea. Yeah, the, the real tea. really like. So you you went out with the thirty percent, didn't you? Mate, they're, they're absolute quality. I think it's after the God. Villa game. Yeah, yeah. I went, I went to the blue coats and. Um, wouldn't let me buy a drink and oh, I stumbled them, home. No, they're, they're an amazing bunch. Yeah. The fight, the fight, fighting cop 30% are essentially paid up members of our Patreon. If you want to join uh, the fighting cop Patreon, you can. It's Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com forward slash the fighting cop. Yeah. And behind that paywall are is a number of things. There's a bonus podcast, there's the No Holes Bar podcast, yep. there are uh, previews of every game that we play with opposition fans. And there's access to the Telegram group, and the pins are in production. <laughs> <laughs> they were, I'm getting a sample back in two weeks. It's like Dr. Dre's detox album. Yes, exactly. It's, it's a fucking nightmare, come. but it is happening. And um, and also there is the uh, Yids versus Kids oh. FIFA. Uh, what do you call it? Well, it was me and you going co-op sessions. Co-op sessions where we smash up kids on FIFA. Fucking smash up little brats. Yeah, uh, we were really good at this, me and John. And then um, we decided to get our mate uh, Charlie. Uh, he's our film guy uh, to, to record this as we smash up more kids yeah. but as it turned out it didn't quite work out yeah we, we basically bottled it on the big stage massively yeah. massively like yeah. if we were on our own like we're like ridiculous like pretty much the best I in Europe we could definitely. probably carve a career out yeah, yeah. But, yeah but the camera's got to us yeah absolutely so if yeah. you want to know how our experiences of playing these kids in front of the camera uh, went then uh, <laughs> you have to pay money yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, and uh, by and large, obviously, the most important thing through this Patreon thing is that uh, it said, like, enables me to work on the front got full time. That's something I'll be in like forever humbled by. It's a lovely, lovely thing. Um, yes, so obviously, you're going to beat Newcastle, and if we don't, then that's all jacket win. Yeah, now. yeah, turn it in. Uh, okay, so what you're about to hear now is a conversation I had with Kieran Ladder, who went to the City away game and talks a bit about the game and what it was like to experience it. You know, in, live in the flesh, but also what happened after outside the Etihad. All right, Kieran, how you doing, mate? Not too bad. How are you? Very well. Thanks for joining us on the Fighting Clock. You uh, you set off at eight o'clock towards Manchester yesterday morning as we record. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got up at eight and then left about half nine ish. Yeah. And what time did you get home? Uh, two in the morning. So I feel what you feeling a little bit hungover and uh, a bit sensitive today. <sighs> tired, tired more than anything. It was it, it was a stressful game. To be honest, yeah. So um, from from a perspective yeah. of being at home watching it, it was stressful enough. But mm. being in the ground, it's a different kind of stress, a different kind of experience. Can you kind of summarise what it was like being there and going through that? The thing is that you, you turn up to the Etihad, you kind of expect, uh, you know, we're probably going to get a drum in here, but we've shown we can get a result. And uh, you know, they get their first goal, thinking, "Oh, here we go again," mm. and we get one back. But you know, the the problem with City is you. They're probably one of the only teams where you can score against them at home and they just come back even better. You know, many, many teams will just sort of fold. You know, you get two goals against them, that's it. They won't, that's, that should be, you know, you're happy, they'll be happy with the draw or whatever. Mm. But as soon as, you know, they scored again, Lucas Moura comes on, we get a goal. What minute, what minute was it around? Like 55, was it? Do you know what? Yeah, it was, I think it was like, I remember looking at the clock and it was like, where is it, 60 and it was two all and thinking, shit, there's so much football to yeah. play. And at that point, at like 60, you're thinking, they'll probably get another. Yeah. We, we, we might get another one back after, but what are the odds of us holding City when they're obviously going to be going for a win? It's the first home game of the season. They want a, probably a bit of revenge for Champions League. Um, Liverpool won earlier in the day, so they're thinking about that. I'm thinking 30 minutes. Yeah. So what, so Kira, what let, let, let me ask you, though, because like being in the ground and, yeah. you know, because on telly, you can see like the gaps, you can see the formation we're playing, you're seeing the way City are passing the ball around. But when you're at the game, I've found that you, you just you, there's a it's harder to see the kind of tactical element of it, Definitely. and you're kind of living it yeah. emotionally. Um, yeah. what, what was the mood like in the away end? as the kind of wave um, after wave of City. It was, it was it was bad, but we we were almost like cheering on things which. You know, as like a top four team, you don't really want to be cheering on, you know, just hoofing it out. And yeah, everyone's like, come on, that's brilliant, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is bad, but you know, it's the Man City away, mm. you've got to sort of drop your standards for how you expect to play. Um, I don't know, people, people probably weren't, I, I know people around me weren't too happy just because, you know, we would make a good tackle. I think um, Sanchez in the second half made some really nice tackles on, um, I think it was like Mares late in the game. Yeah. And then we'd try and get it down the wing or try and get it back into the middle. We'd probably lose it around the halfway line and then it'll just go all again. And we probably had about 20 minutes of just wave after wave of Man City attack. And yeah, I just as you get closer to 90 minutes thinking, you know, fuck, we, we might actually get a point here. <laughs> the hope, the hope builds. And then when the hope builds, you're thinking this is going to be even worse when they do do it. It's mad how, how similar it was to the game last year in the Champions League. ridiculous. Isn't yeah. it? Because they yeah. were coming over and over again and, and you do get to kind of 82, 83 minutes and you're thinking, 
we could do this. Like, or like we're acutely aware, <laughs> you know, just just three or four months ago, we we're acutely aware of the, of the fact that though we are close, there is absolutely zero guarantee that this is actually going to work out for us. And then they score, and from so from 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 yeah. from our perspective on on have you seen it afterwards? Have you seen it on telly since? Um, I've I've not had a chance to watch the end of match of the day. Right. I have seen like clips on Twitter of uh, I was up really early this morning. I've only just got home, like um, from what I was doing this morning. So, right. So, but you're so so. I've you... seen I've seen I've seen like the last goal on Twitter. Like I've seen the goal and then the disallowed goal, right? They, yeah, yeah. And right. Then they they disallow it. Like, so I've, yeah, I've seen inside quickly, the stadium, yeah. obviously, you can't tell anything, can you? No, no. It's down the other end, Jink. <laughs> so everyone you just what... see it's a typical Tottenham fumble around in the box. Yeah. Just so many times you've seen it. <laughs> and 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 what 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 was the reaction like? Can you describe how did the city fans go mental? Was it almost like the how, how did they behave when when that fight, third goal went in for them? It's 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 like this. To be honest, like every sort of like home like teams fans, you know, if they score a goal, they lean over the banisters, they're giving it all that, you know, fingers and swearing. But City, because we'd come back twice, and then you know they can tell we're going to be happy with a point. They know that. So when they get that goal. Yeah, every everyone rushes towards the away end, you know, giving it all that. So, and a lot of our turning around, walking, walking out, because you know, think ninety fourth minute, that's it. Um, I sat down, people around me are just sitting, you know, swearing, that's fucking, that's rubbish. What the fuck? You know, yeah. you know, what you get in the ground, and um, everyone's pretty much accepted. I'm I'm staring at the ref, just thinking, is there that slight chance where he, <laughs> you know, goes to the camera? So I'm sitting down, just looking at him, and they've finished celebrating, they've put the ball in the centre spot, and I'm like. It's not happening, is it? It's, there's no chance. Because usually, you know, he, he tells him to stop and then he runs over and he's got his finger to his ear. And he's standing there just uh, near the, near the centre spot. So you're thinking, okay, he's not letting us take it. Mm. And then he, and then that was it. He just done his thing, crossed it out, and that was it. There was no, like, I need to go see a camera. No. Or... So what, what happened was, <laughs> on, uh, on, as we were watching on telly, it was a case of um, the goal had been given. As you say, the ball had been returned to the centre. And then yeah. it wasn't a case of him looking, or it just suddenly the score had changed back to two all, and it just said no goal. It yeah, so he he done his hand signal to wave the goal off before the screens had even said um, no goal. Checking goal. Yeah. So we're all going absolutely mental. They've all stopped celebrating to look at the screens, um, and then everyone's kind of stopped celebrating because it hasn't come up, and it says oh checking goal. So we think oh okay. Then it comes up no goal. We've gone absolutely mental. People that were walking out have turned around and running and jumping on people everyone's grabbing it was literally like a goal obviously like, yeah what what was what was that celebration like scoring uh it, it is but it's, it's more of like uh people are like laughing like obviously when you score a goal you don't laugh like no. it's not a you're because you're just happy but when something like that happens in everyone's head they're thinking oh these you know they've all just gone absolutely mental celebrating us yeah and then everyone was thinking of the champions league night thinking how has this happened again like there's so many things going through your head yeah and so um, so we're we're you know celebrating wildly but this oh yeah yeah us. definitely yeah I, I mean obviously i can't see from the home end perspective but i, I expect the limbs were pretty good for a disallowed goal so at what point what was the reaction from the man city fans at that point inside the stadium oh uh, anger Towards a lot of it. Towards Spurs fans. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I mean, I'd say like 50% sort of just dejected and walking out. Yeah. Um, booing, you know, UEFA, <laughs> FA, he's doing this to us because you know what they're like. Yeah. Anything that goes against them, it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Um, and then you just had the other ones who were throwing stuff or like trying to get 
over the way like the um segregated bit but the thing is like when when you're the happy team in that moment you're not in that sort of like come on let's have it you know of course yeah just dancing and like did you see any any anything kick off inside or outside of the stadium outside yeah yeah outside a lot um, Go on, inside outside um so i don't know if you've obviously been to... sorry maybe you, know, you, cut, you cut out then what is that uh yeah outside yeah, quite a bit so oh, cool. it's, it's literally as soon as you leave the stands um have you have you been to the etihad you know like, i haven't i went to the main oh. ro- main road but not, not to the etihad okay so um the away section is obviously right next to the home section um and you go down the stairs and the only thing separating you and the home fans is like a big metal meshed wall sort of thing yeah. so you can't throw anything solid through it but they were like spitting through it um spitting through like, it yeah 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 some I'd say probably like 18 to 20 20 year old tried, tried spitting on me through it obviously um Dirty got bastard. caught on the mesh yeah it was disgusting there was a lot of spit actually which I've, <laughs> I've not actually seen I've not actually seen too much in the not not for Spurs games or anything like that not in, in England but yeah there was a lot of spit and it was weird that's fucking that's low low and it's spitting that's like... oh yeah 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 so, I, like I've not seen it before like that it was yeah it was odd so going through um you got Francis main it was it then any more trouble with the police presence Shh. Fair enough. Yeah, then. yeah. So um, the away fans come through like a big gate, and that gate is on it exits onto the main road where obviously all the city fans are going left and right. You know, they're going to their cars or coaches or whatever. Um, so we've all walked outside, and uh, there's basically like a big welcoming party. Not really doing much, but you know, a few plastic bottles thrown, swearing, getting closer. Police nowhere to be seen for like the first five, ten minutes of it. Mm. Um, I'd assume because don't really get too many games where the home fans are upset yes um so we've walked yeah we've walked outside and then there's a good probably say like 100 max uh mostly you know you're like rowdy rowdy older teenagers men Mm. probably few a bit drunk um shoving throwing stuff obviously our lot are quite happy uh so it's not it's not so much like everyone's it's not Tottenham trying to scrap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From like the Tottenham perspective, it's just like we're we're all having a laugh because although we've drawn, it's funny, you know. Like we're we're still thinking, oh, this is exactly the same as the Champions League. You know yeah. how funny they all celebrate. Like we're having a good laugh. We're all dancing, giving them like you know hand. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, you'd have like one police officer holding back like eight city vans. So I I, I don't really know if if they were going to go at it like uh, you know if you see a hundred. I don't know, like proper Millwall fans, Leeds fans, you're thinking, oh, this could get a bit, yeah, bit dangerous. But with City, you know, it's obviously all in, all in uh, football kits, you know, home shirts and whatnot. For right. So it's not so much thinking, oh, this could be a, get a bit dangerous, but it's a bit like, what, what's going to go on here? Are the police is going to push them back? Are they just going to walk off? But you did have, you did have a few of them like grabbing our lot, uh, like pushing them. So it's all handbags, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I have heard of um, you had uh, one woman getting um, getting punched. Yeah, yeah, in in the ground, and then um, I it's did not, see how... not exactly hooligan behaviour though, is it? Like like punch, no, no, punch that's what I mean. It, it was weird because um, like you could, I, I would say I wasn't going to get involved in it. It's not worth getting a football ban in order for a draw. Hmm. Um, 
you could walk straight past them. It was only like if you were shouting back at them, then they were giving it. But like it wasn't, uh, you know, fuck all these hands sort of. Let's start a riot with them. Kieran, can, can I just ask one thing before we go? Is yeah, uh, sure. what, what kind of result is worth a football ban and order? <laughs> Probably none, to be honest. As a, as a grown-up now, none. <laughs> but not like a four-nil drubbing at Arsenal. Then I, I tell you what, if if we beat Arsenal in the Champions League final, yeah, that's I'd consider it. Yeah, because there's nothing less, less, nothing to lose, then, is it? With complete, yeah, that's it. Completed yeah. footballs, so you might as well um, tag a few gooners on the way out. Yeah, you can frame the band in order frame it with the match ticket <laughs> yeah it's perfect mate thank you so much for uh no worries, taking cheers. time out on the sunday and, and i know you're you know, tired and hung over but I've, what a horrible and horrendous and intense experience to live through oh, only for oh. all of the relief that's the thing though <laughs> isn't it? it's just a palpable relief out of 90 minutes yeah, of yeah. complete stress you, you don't appreciate that relief without going through the horrible stress that spurs puts you through in like that kind of situation exactly Kieran. thank you so much mate no worries all the best Thank you very much uh, for talking to us, Kieran. And no doubt we'll speak to other Spurs fans in away grounds throughout the season. Uh, news of articles. Do so you remember the rules about this, right? Please don't do it. What? It's <laughs> fucking shit. What are you talking about? I didn't speak out last week, but don't do it. <laughs> you don't like it? No. What, so you're really nipping this in the bud? Yes. Oh, don't right. do the clapping and... We're not, we're not in a fucking plane. Yeah. I don't mind the idea of like giving our view. <laughs> yeah. fucking you don't plane. like it either. I mean, it's just a bit like pantomime, isn't we it? We don't like, clap yeah. on a podcast. What's the point of that? Yeah. I just think we say if it's bullshit or if um, it's credible. Do you know what? I'm, I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong. And clearly I am. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, well, I got a pelt as well. I thought I got I don't, I don't even like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. We'll, we'll leave that. We'll Sorry, put that in the bin. No, no, no. It's good. It's good to know. I'm, um, you know, I'm thick-skinned about this. I will cry myself to sleep, but... Um, so, so when I listened to that, I gave a little chuckle to myself. <laughs> it's funny. Fuck you lot. Anyway, uh, Soccer Link. Soccer Link. Never heard of them. Oh, for real? Reputable. All right. AC Milan have requested to sign Sir Jorier on an initial loan with an option to buy. The club want guarantees that the move will become permanent. Get him out of our club. Um, well, how do you feel about him leaving? I feel like there is a player in there that we could get something out of, although it's, there, this isn't the time to start fucking gambling and experimenting. That said, if he did leave, what what would we have left? We've got a foyer who's not going to be around till whenever it is, November. Is, is it, that long? I don't know. It's, it's long enough. And we've got Carl Walker-Peters who could get injured. Like, who plays there? Apparently, um, um, Eric Dyer has been playing fullback in training. So. Did you see Kieran Trippier uh, deliver that absolute missile for Morata to score the header? Cheeky yeah. assist, yeah. Beautiful. And you think, like... It was beautiful, and we've seen him do that so, so many times. It's easy to kind of just pick that part because we knew that part of his game was good anyway. Um, but when you think it's like he's Trippier's playing with is it Jao Felix? Yeah, that kid is special. Yeah. I saw uh, someone put a tweet on online saying, "Imagine Ronaldo and Messi died. Who would be? <laughs> who, who would be the? You sure you didn't write that tweet? I might. It might not have been Maybe it was just retired. I don't know. But the um, the. <laughs> Who, who's going to be the, the next superstar in football? Who would be replacing them? And I think that kid is... Mbappe. Mbappe, yeah. You know how I feel about Mbappe. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, based on his ability on FIFA. Yeah, he's a cheat code on FIFA. Right. It's ridiculous. But the, this kid looks next level. But the, he kind of looks like Neymar did when, when he was playing... For, is it Santos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, good for Kieran Trippier. Yeah, good um, for yeah fair play. What about you? Any, any thoughts on Sergio? 
I just like for me, it's a case of uh, yeah. If you're looking at the squad, I do think we are a little bit thin on experience at right back, mm. and he has and he has had some good performances for us. My more concern than his form is his like injury record. Yeah, yeah. guy is injured a lot, and it's not just with us. He's like throughout his career, he's been played by injury. So that is a worry that you don't sell him in this window, and then he's just injured anyway. In which case, I'd, I would in that scenario rather just get rid of him at this point. Because how old is he now? Twenty seven. About 26, 27. Yeah. yeah, so I kind of feel like if you've been that injured that often, like we've seen it happen with other players, better players, like it starts to take its toll more and more. So I probably would sell him enough. Right we don't need three right backs. No. no. Uh, what would be an acceptable fee for him, do you think? About what we paid as mid 20s. That would be fine, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what did Trippier go for in the end? 20. 20. So we ain't getting 20. We're getting about 15. It's not as good as Trippier. Um, do you expect us to go out and sign right back in, in January, then? Like if that Atal was mooted? Possibly. Possibly. But I, I think there's a lot of talk about the January window. You know, might go back in for Dybala. You see the goal he scored? Oh, my God. No. What for you, mate? Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, goal, mate. It's really ridiculous. Um, but nothing. Like, I don't expect much to happen in January unless someone gets injured. I don't think it'd be much happening in, in January, but I don't think we need three, three, four, three right backs. So a w- weird kind of conversation that Pochettino okay, conversation press press conference that Pochettino gave the other the other day yesterday I think it was, and he's called for the Premier League transfer window to remain open to the end of uh, I think it's actually till September second in, in in Europe is when it closes. Obviously at the moment we're in a situation where ours closed on the eve of the Premier League. Yeah. So the, now we're in a situation where players can still move from the club and obviously Real Madrid seem to be interested in Ericsson still and we have no chance of signing anyone unless they gave him can you still do loan signings? Unless someone's out of contract. Out of contract, yeah. right. So that, that's not going to happen. So he, he's basically saying I wasn't in agreement but at the moment they believed at that moment they believed that it was best for the clubs but I think he meaning Daniel Levy and a lot of people now realise it was a massive mistake I hope that we fix the problem for next season because yeah, I think he was kind of pro having it before the season started but I think he probably did that with the presumption that Europe would follow suit and That's even if Europe did the league start later than ours anyway I remember the when when we did finish at the end of August, it used to be Russia that finished a couple of weeks later. But yeah, that's only for castoffs. Yeah, so I mean, look, th- there's been some confusion, isn't there? Because people are thinking that Pochettino's kind of contradicted himself, and that not only now he's come out and said, "Oh, this was a mistake," whereas previously it seemed like he was in favour of it. Although none of us could find any articles to say that where where it demonstrated that he was and had said that he wanted the window to close before the end of the... I remember him saying something along the lines. Yeah. Um, my, my thing about this is that Pochettino constantly... He's a politician in, in the pre- press room and he constantly sort of contradicted himself. Yeah. And I don't, I don't understand the value of why he's saying these things now and talking about it. But by the same token, it doesn't really matter that he has... I think I, 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 perhaps one of the frustrations were, was about, as fans, when he talks, we don't know 100% what he's saying is, is truth. But we don't need to in order for him to do the right job. Mm. That's, that's my position. Yeah, I think it's in credit, so he can get away with saying it. But I think he's also complaining about the window finishing late when Europe is unsettling players, um, mm. namely Christian Eriksen. Mm. So that body probably stemmed from him saying that. John, if he did leave Eriksen, mm. would you have massive issue? I wouldn't have a massive issue, but I was I was thinking kind of when the window shut, I was thinking this is actually a really good window for us and I'm really happy with the business that we've done. If he then goes, my issue is that we've needed an Ericsson like 
some competition for Ericsson essentially. Yeah. So we signed Lacelso, and I was like, "Great! Now you've got like one of the best second midfielders in Europe and one of the best prospects in that same position." If Ericsson goes, it's a lot of pressure on Lacelso to be that creative force. And you saw against Villa when Ericsson came on, like, and uh, granted, it is against a newly promoted team at home, yeah. but we've seen him do it like hundreds of times for us. Yeah. So that would be my concern: is it goes from like actually a pretty good window to mm, a bit of a mediocre one because you're in the same scenario, which is you need but two is, of those positions. Is it a med- mediocre one if you get seventy-five million pound for him with a year on his contract? I, I mean, I think that's good money. <clears throat> I still think it's a mediocre window because you knew that going into the window, mm. but that would also be a good outcome, bearing in mind this, the circumstances. So, yeah, you, if he wants to go, and it does seem like more and more increasingly likely that he, he actually wants to go, yeah. then it is just about let's get as much as we can. If it can be salvaged, then we should do everything we can to keep him. Well, I mean, signing new contracts. And Cole Hilliard on Facebook, he says, and this is for you, T, uh, <laughs> how much of your dick would you sacrifice for Ericsson to sign a new contract you take away one inch for every year of his contract. <laughs> but bear in mind, you're going to disclose your total length currently. I've never measured it. I can only offer him a one-year deal. <laughs> really struggling. Otherwise, you'll have a hole Otherwise, into I'm your a, body. a eunuch. It's <laughs> <laughs> inverted. Yeah, you have an inverted penis. <laughs> like a belly button. <laughs> um, I wouldn't sacrifice any of it. But, um, I feel that... How about obviously, if, obviously, he's important to how we play, but... I think we'll find a way to do it without him. Okay, so if if I had to, yeah, for the sake of the question, yeah, I'd probably sacrifice two. How about two? How about if you gain an inch if he was sold? Twelve for each million. What <laughs> for each million? No, no, no. <laughs> if you just sold, you so get your family inch cock. You can get another inch. Would you say that? If we sold him, we'd get another inch. Yeah. If, if we if if they said to if like Potch said that like, I know this is like magic. He come up to you and like like. I can. I'm, I'm actually a magician. I am magic, and I'm going to give you an extra um, penis, uh, like an extra inch. That's on better the, than the original question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can give you an extra inch on your penis, but it means we have to sell Ericsson for fifty million. I would drive him. It's on you. <laughs> I'd drive him. I'd definitely do it. One hundred percent. I can. Him. I think eight inches is a great size. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, imagine I went home and I just went to my missus, you're right. I was like, Ericsson's gone today. She's like, oh, you got it. And I went, no, I've doubled the size of my penis. <laughs> Take his back off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like I've got like, Adidas poppers, just rip them straight off. <laughs> just like no pants underneath. What? Two inch cock those, rocking it. Like, those Adidas tracksuit bottoms. Track bottoms. Yeah. Are they just for basketball players to get? Yeah, um, like tracks, track stars. Right, so just a quick, quick release. Yeah. Um, Which is what would happen after the... Penis removal. We've got some questions here. Kieran's treats. Kieran's Kieran's tweets. This is the guy we spoke to yeah. at hard time. It says, "What player do you think would be god awful, but actually became very good? What player did you think would be god awful, but actually became very good? Uh, Kane's too easy uh, an, uh, an, uh, an option. Um, I'll, I'll say Danny Rose. That's that's my one. I thought he was really average, really really average, and became." My favourite player. Strong. I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah. Tosoka and um, Tosoka is an obvious one as well. Carl mm. um, Walker was another one. Yeah, it's great to see him um, leap himself at that ball, but get out jumped by a midget. <laughs> and uh, there was a great tweet that we retweeted. Uh, this guy kind of focused on Carl um, Walker's face. Yeah. And it looked like he was expecting it full full on in the face. <laughs> he closed his eyes. <laughs> and Sosoka, uh, Lucas Moore jumps up like a salmon and nods it in. Um, he also, Lucas Moore also uh, took the video of a fan that had recorded the goal. 
and uh, in Portuguese said something along the lines of this is like the moment it was beautiful to capture the moment kind of thing lovely stuff. got a great character in he Lucas Moura like, yeah. apart from all the yeah. bad stuff like generally as a footballer he kind of exudes everything you want from one of your, your players but I think that's, that must be a, a thing that Pochettino looks for because if you actually look at like our sign-ins mm. that we've made like they and the ones that do well particularly they do have that like attitude where they, they seem to kind of care about other stuff other than just like themselves and their performance on the pitch yeah so I think that must be one of the criteria that Poch wants in players. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number one, Jib. He said, he's been listening for, since the start. Number yeah, one, Jib. old school. I remember actually he was walking down Tottenham High Road and he was in a, a van and uh, shouted out to me. I do remember it vividly. Uh, it was like, I thought it was one of my brothers. That was a kind of, I might be remembering wrong, but he was kind of like this, uh, you know, working class, white Londoner. Okay. The best kind of Londoner. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. I, all I'm saying is I, I recognise and he's a geezer, geezer he says and his question is do cats resent their size as it's the only thing stopping them from ruling the world <laughs> <laughs> I like these random questions <laughs> that's a great one uh, well, well that, it would explain why they're so fucking miserable they are because cats just they, they look at you like you're an absolute piece of shit so I do think maybe inside they're just going if I was the size of a lion, I would fucking rip your head off. Yeah, when lions do kind of fuck things up in the, in the yeah, wild, don't they? It's like so, the king of the jungle, mate. Yeah, I, I've not had a great track record looking after cats. I've not been, I've not, not mistreated them or anything like that. But um, I had this when my mum moved out, and I ended up taking a flat for a bit. She had two cats, and, and my job was to look after those cats. And within six months, both of them had moved out. Ah. Uh, uh, so much so that they, I didn't know where they were. I thought they were dead, and turned out from Facebook group that they'd moved in with other people. Right. I didn't think I was that bad. I didn't do anything. I didn't really pay them attention. I just put food down once a day, but they apparently wanted more. Yeah. So if you're listening, fuck you, Smudge, and fuck <laughs> you, John Wayne. Good names. Yeah. Solid. Uh, final question. Dixon, AJ, triple one. <laughs> fuck it. One, one, one. Uh, which players walk into the dressing room, turns the music off, and just puts their tunes on full blast, looking at others saying, say something, I fucking dare you. Uh, that would be the obvious one, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Moose is so go. What, what do you reckon Dyer's cranking out? Because I think he'd be R&B. into... Nah, I reckon he'd be into something like a little bit avant-garde. Like, he's a bit of like... You might be into like a bit of country or something like that. Maybe like, Serge Gainsbourg, some 1960s French <laughs> stuff, something. <laughs> so I was like, having a kid. Yeah. Or some Captain Beefheart, you know? Flying Lotus. Yeah. Just in there. Just instrumentals. Yeah, just like more instrumentals. That time, too, you, you recommended Flying Lotus to me. Yeah. And uh, this is... So he's pedigree in terms of his bloodline, is unreal, right? Is it? Now, you told me it's like Nina Simone is his godmother. That makes sense. And mm. his godfather was some of a really good musician. Yeah. You told me this. It must have been ages ago. Oh, anyway, yeah, like, and, and I listened to it and it's like, fucking hell, he is an intense and eclectic shit. Yeah. Um, Fight Nose is good, though. Do you like it? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I didn't think it was that good. But I appreciate it, but it's not good, <laughs> is it? Like, It'd be funny if you played in a dressing room. Imagine everyone just like <laughs> listening to some, I don't know, some Ed Sheeran and some, some, some like Drake or something, or Stormzy, and then yeah. just put on some like electronica. <laughs> yeah, everyone's trying to turn it off. Like, can't turn it off. For yeah. me, it's like there's like Rubik's cubes. They're like they're clever, aren't they? But mm. they're not good. Everyone fucking hates a Rubik's cube. That's that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, it's almost like it's like pretentious. You you kind of get to the point where you're like, yeah, you're only saying it because you think it makes you look cool. Yeah, I, I've yeah. got a question for you guys. Go on, mate. I mean, I think all three of us are probably largely good. Most footballers have very bad bad taste in music. Yeah. 
of all the stuff they would be likely to listen to you, would you do you like any of it? Would you like any of it? What do you mean? And I know, for example, you must like at least one Ed Sheeran song, for example. Um, is it a reggae one? Is it The Shape of You? I don't like that. Yeah, song. that's the only one I can probably tell. That's probably the only one I know. Yeah, I, I think lesser people who do like Ed Sheeran. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's... but yeah, but one of us went to went to a concert. What do you mean, one of us? One of one of the guys in the pod. Who oh, went to an Ed Sheeran gig? Yeah, who? The bloke who made the website. Case. Yeah. Why, missus? Presume <laughs> so. That's fine. Like, you've got to do do that shit for your missus, but not like. Uh... But he really enjoyed it. Of course he did. What's the most? He's, he's well into his hip hop though. So yeah, he, kind of, he has credit. He, he loves like he. Yeah, we had a big discussion about Big L the first yeah. time I met him. Yeah. What What is the gig you're most embarrassed to admit you went to? And I'll start. The first gig I ever went to was All Saints at Wembley with my did first ever girlfriend. Of course they did. Oh man, I was a show the place down, man. Mate, I was fucking kicking off when that got dropped. It was great. But um, um, yeah, but like, what I found out about now, you, John, like, is that you you're you love uh, hip hop, but yeah. you also you like too much stuff. I just, you don't. You're not critical. Nearly critical enough. No, but any genre has got something good in it. I only like yeah. the good things in all genres. Yeah, but the, your, but the, but your your idea of good is really like <laughs> like wide reaching. Right. You're only, he's only saying this because when we were in Amsterdam, we went to this bar and it was just. I mean, it, what the music was fucking awful. Well, but I, 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 thought it, go, I, I thought it was awful. You were like bang up because I'm bang up. because I'm embracing what is like the environment. exactly. You can't change. It, but you can change your approach to it. Just embrace the shitness and have a laugh. No, that's not what happened. No, what so- happened was is you were ratifying <laughs> dog awful song after dog awful song, and at that po- that, mo- that moment, I thought John understands hip hop much more than I could ever do. And we did a podcast, didn't we? Yeah, really? it was good. Yeah, yeah, really ma- massive reaction, mate. It's Wait, fucking. I-, I was shitting myself when it came out because I was like, I fucking, I didn't feel comfortable doing that at all. Yeah, and and it turns out that um, mate, maybe, maybe I do know something. Yeah, about it turns hip-hop. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but most, yeah. yeah. But yeah, generally, you, you, you like too much music, is what I'd say. Well, I don't know if you can like too much music. That's, that sounds a little bit mental. No, it doesn't. But, I mean, I just... Yeah, I like good stuff in all genres, basically. I've not been to an embarrassing gig. See, what? I've not been to an embarrassing gig. No, nor have I, because we like decent music. My and first gig was a Tribeboard Quest. My so. first gig was... <laughs> that's a fucking banging person. So, so you're saying All Saints is shit and <laughs> Tribeboard Quest? Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> mine, <laughs> mine was Faithless, which is not bad. Oh, right. right. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, Sorry, John. Right. Yeah. Well, I've mugged myself off, haven't I? It's yeah. happened. Well, I, I'm not surprised because I, I know all about your music. Um, right. It does. It does say a lot about me that I'm more embarrassed about the All Saints gig than having a one-inch penis. Do you know uh, my, my mate at school? My mate at school, Leon Davis. His uh, auntie was Shazne Lewis. She is and was fit. Hang on. How old is Leon? Is he your age? Yes, or? thirty-seven. I think I worked with him. No. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll talk about this later. Um, <laughs> Okay, so so we're about to record uh, No Holds Barred. If you yes. guys have got time, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, No Holds Barred. And if you want more, if you want to listen to more of that sort of chat, uh, it's a little bit more focused. We're going to be talking about porn, I think, again. Great. Um, then obviously it's behind the paywall, Patreon dot com for such a fighting cock, and release one or two of these a week. So it's all good. Thanks for downloading once again. Spurs next week face Newcastle, and hopefully it's a much more kind of joyous and we can just focus on everything that's great about Tottenham. Mm, smash them out. Alright, come in, Spurs. Pipe, 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 pipe
white glass. White glass crack pipes. Because they look good, man. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.